Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us on our journey to Easter with the women of the resurrection. I'm Sharon Betters, and this is the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. We are digging into the lives of women who might have been standing afar off at the crucifixion, women whose lives had been transformed by Jesus, women who served him, who followed along with his disciples, who were disciples of Jesus, women treated equal to men by their beloved rabbi. And so today we're going to look again at unnamed women, servants of Jesus, and we read about them in Luke 8, verses 1 through 3. Soon afterward, he, Jesus, went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. The disciples were not the only ones who followed Jesus. Numerous women walked with Jesus to Jerusalem. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John used the word follow repeatedly. Following Jesus meant being a disciple of Christ, as we read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. These men and women were not along for the ride to be where the excitement was like many church hoppers of today. No, the women's love for Jesus compelled them to not only follow, but to meet the needs of Jesus and his disciples. They provided for Jesus and his disciples out of their own resources, as we read in Luke 8.3. The word provide means to minister to as a deacon or serve, wait on. I believe these women were helpers in every sense of the word. I can imagine them walking through the crowds listening to Jesus, initiating conversations with needy women, helping a mother care for her children, sharing food with the hungry. While Jesus taught, these women did not just sit and take it all in. They gave the same grace they experienced to those around them. These women witnessed Jesus teaching and performing miracles. They watched him interact with other women in ways their culture forbid. They too had experienced his tender touch and could not get enough of his preaching. The scriptures list some of their names and then notes many others who used their own funds to provide for Jesus and his disciples. I personally believe the crippled woman, the woman with the issue of blood, and the woman at the well were some of those women, probably including the widow of Nain, Peter's mother-in-law, Jairus' daughter, and many others who received the life-giving touch of Jesus. We find these women nearby during the crucifixion, hearing Jesus' last words, experiencing the earthquake and being first at the tomb after the crucifixion. They are the first to see the risen Jesus and commissioned with telling the other disciples, Jesus is alive. All four gospels record how loyal they were to Jesus and the way the Lord honored them. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I've told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy 
and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. That Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Matthew 28, 1, verses 5 through 9. We read the same story in Mark, Luke, and John. Each of these women followed Jesus. They heard him teach the Sermon on the Mount and the importance of abiding in him. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, 5. They accepted his words as an invitation to stay close, to find ways of serving, and then ultimately to refuse to abandon him at the crucifixion. In response to Jesus' touch, they followed him. And in so doing, they were the first to see him and the first to tell the good news. Next week, we will continue our journey to Easter with some of the unnamed and named women of the resurrection. But in the meantime, friends, consider how these women responded to the life-giving touch of Jesus. Though following Jesus held great risk, they served him and provided for his disciples. They responded to grace with obedience. Do we truly understand the price Jesus paid for each of us? If we did, perhaps we would truly follow Jesus in response to his forgiveness of our sins and with a desire to stay close to our wonderful Savior. And, oh, Father, I pray that in response to your great love for us, we will follow you. We will follow Jesus And we will be his hands and his feet and his shoulder and his heart. We will be his words. We will share with others his words of comfort and encouragement. That out of our lives will flow the grace that he has given to each of us. Well, friends, as we wrap up our first week of Journey to Easter with Women of the Resurrection, I love thinking about women here who are walking by faith, even in the middle of great darkness. And one of the ways that we share the stories of women and men alike is through our Help and Hope podcast. And the woman I want you to check out today is Marie Monville. I can't even imagine experiencing the horror that she experienced in October of 2006 when her husband entered an Amish schoolhouse in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and shot 10 young girls, killing five of them before turning the gun on himself. Of course, we were brokenhearted for the families and we couldn't get our head around what had just happened. But how many of us thought about his wife and his children? Well, Marie Monville shares the story of that horrific day and how God turned that darkness into light. In fact, she calls her book, One Light Still Shines. In our conversation uh, that she had with Chuck and me, we talked about forgiveness a lot and you know how could she forgive her husband and how did the Amish community react to her and her family. I know that Marie's story is going to be an incredible reminder of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So I hope you'll check it out. Go to helpandhopenow.org where you can click the Help and Hope link and look for my conversation with Marie Monville, One Light Still Shines. I'm Sharon Betters and I pray that as you walk by faith today, You will be encouraged by the promises of God and know that he is sovereign and you can trust him.